have your Bibles tonight, turn to Psalms 27. Psalms 27, <laughs> verse number 14. Uh, let us let's, uh, read tw- uh, Psalms 27, verse 14. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we just come before you, Lord. Thank you for all your mercy and grace and love. We just ask you, Lord, touch our hearts tonight, Lord. Just lift us up to this brief moment, the Lord, that we can uh, glorify your name tonight, Lord. Lord, may you come so real in our lives, Lord, that we just, uh, we've, we got that celebration that we can celebrate that we know who Jesus is, Father. And we'll praise you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have you ever waited on someone? Now, husbands, don't raise your hand, but in your mind, say, yeah, you know, you've waited on someone. You waited on someone. Uh, but I know on the in, inside of us, we'll say, amen, but waiting on it. Have you ever been waiting on someone before? Have you been waiting on something before? Uh, we went out to dinner the other day, and, uh, and there was a sign on the door. Sorry, we're closing at 2 p.m. because there's no help after 2 o'clock. Uh, the second shift, people quit. They quit working. So we were sitting in there. We want to get a booth. So Teresa went ahead and got us a place at the, uh, the bar there, and we sat at the bar. And we got to noticing there was a woman sitting in one of the booths over there, and this other woman come over there and looked at us and says, How much longer are you going to be? She was, she was impatient. She was in a hurry to sit down to eat while that other woman was still sitting there. She went over and asked us, how much longer are you going to be here? We have a problem with waiting. We have a problem with waiting. Is anybody in here uh, that when you wanted something, you want it to the day before? Amen. I, I want it the day before. I'll have to admit to you when it comes to something I have patience with, but when it comes to others, I have absolutely no patience for. Amen. <laughs> and sometimes it's even in marriage, and sometimes it's even in ministries. I mean, I, I just have to be honest with you. But you have to wait on the Lord. Sometimes in your life, you'll have to wait on the Lord. Sometimes it's a little bit easier to wait on your wife, or wait on a table, than to wait on the Lord. Sometimes it's easier. I will tell you that uh, sometimes it's hard waiting on the Lord. So tonight, just for a few minutes, I want to just uh, preach to you on that. Uh, what do you do when you're waiting on the Lord? What do you do when you're waiting on the Lord? What do you do when God seems to have you in a timeout season uh, what do you do when a loved one that is sick laying in bed on the deathbed and you know they're dying and, and you know they're not getting any better? What do you do when you pray over that son or that daughter that is lost and gone away from God or in the living in the world and it seems like nothing is happening? But you know God's going to save them because you ask God. You pray for God, but we want it done today. I had a fr- friend call me and says, I'm going to the hospital. I've got a pain in my chest. And, and I, I wanted to pray, Lord, just go ahead and remove it from him. But you know, it's, maybe it's not God's will. Maybe it's not God's will. Uh, 
Mr. Pearson, back in the 1700s, late 1700s, he was one of the classes that George Mueller, a great evangelist, was teaching in his study class. And Mr. Mueller had not arrived at the classroom before, and so uh, uh, Mr. Pearson was sitting there, so he thought to himself, this is a good chance for me to sit down and look at that great evangelist teacher's Bible. And as he was flipping through the pages, he, he came to a, 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 a thing in his Bible that said, uh, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And right in the column, over in that column, he, he, he read this, that, uh, uh, this was uh, George Mueller's opinion. And he says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he says, not only are the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, but those seasons of life, when it seems like there is a time out, he orders those steps to be timed out. When it seems like you're not going forward, when it seems like you're just spinning your wheels, I want to tell you tonight, God is still with you. He has not left you. He's still there. I don't know if you have figured it out. I don't like waiting. I don't like waiting. And sometimes I just don't like waiting on the Lord. But I will say this as I read through my Bible, I find that I'm in good, good company of those who had to wait on the Lord. Abraham waited 25 years for what God had promised him. 25 years. Joseph had been promised a position of power, but yet Joseph had to go to the pit, the Potiphar's house, the prison, to the palace. Joseph didn't think he'd had to go through all that. He was promised the position of authority. Moses, that great man of God, had been called to lead the children of Israel out of the, uh, Egypt, but yet Moses finds himself waiting for 40 years on God. David was a man that knew something. God's divine waiting process. God had anointed David 15 years to be king before Israel anointed David to be king. These men waited on the Lord. And Jesus also waited on the timing of his father. His public ministry did not start until 30 years after he was born. But even coming to this earth, he had to wait on the timing of the Father. In Galatians 4, 4 says, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son and made a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law, that he might receive the adoption of sons. I will say this, God's timing is always the best timing that we could ever have. Don't understand it all the time. Can't figure it out all the time. But it's true. I'd like to give you three or four things tonight just in this chapter, Psalms 27, on what do you do when you're waiting on the Lord? What do you do when you're waiting on the Lord? First thing, when you're waiting on the Lord, be seeking God's presence. Look at verse number four. One thing that I desire of the Lord that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to require in his temple. While David was waiting on God, while David was in that season of time out, David said, if there's one thing I want is this, I want God's presence in my life. 
He said in verse number 9, he said, Hide not thy face far from me. David wanted fellowship with God. David was seeking the presence of God. Can I say this? You can be in the presence of God. You can be the man of God and have problems still in your life. But it makes it easier when you're in the presence of God to go through those times of problems in your life. When you wait in your Lord, you should be seeking God's path. You should be seeking God's path. Look at verse number 11. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in the plain path because of my enemies. I'm telling you, when you're waiting on the Lord, sometimes you want to go your own way. You want to do your own thing. There has been a lot of times in the ministry that if I had done it my way, I would have messed it up a long time ago. A lot of things that I've done, I've had my way in my life, I would have messed it up. But there is a God in heaven that knows the way. He knows what I need and He sends with me what I need. I, I say to you tonight that our prayers need to be, Teach me thy way, O Lord. Teach me your ways. Not my ways, not what I want to do, Lord, but what you're trying to do through me. When you pray and teach me the way, O Lord... Lead me in that plain path. Think about Joseph. Do you believe that Joseph is over there, over here, and God was already promised him a position of authority, a position of power? And do you believe that Joseph said, well, let's just go to the pit first. Well, let's just go to Potiphar's house and be lied about. Let's go to the prison and be forgotten about by your comrades. No. Joseph wasn't thinking of that. God promised him a position of authority and Joseph was expecting it right then and there. But Joseph had a way to go to get to that place where God wanted him to get. And there's going to be times in your life that when you seem to be in that time out season, when it seems like you're not moving forward and you've been asking God over and over and over and it just like seems like it's not happening, it's because it's not in God's time to bring you to that place where God has promised you. God knows how to get you from one place to the other place. Amen. God knows what He's promised you and He knows exactly where He's promised you. That's that in your timeline. If Joseph had taken his own way, it would never worked out. When it doesn't turn out the way you plan, it turns out exactly the way God planned it for you. So when you're waiting on the Lord, seek the presence of God. When you're waiting on the Lord, seek God's path. Waiting on the Lord. When you're waiting on the Lord, be secured in God's protection. Look at verse number 5. For in time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle. Shall he hide me? He shall set me upon a rock. That word hide means to keep close. It means to conceal. That word hide, it's that the work the Holy Ghost of God is doing in our hearts. It draws us closer to God. It keeps us close to Him. In those midnight hours when you don't think you can go another step, God, the Holy Ghost, will come by your way and put His arms around you and tell you, I'm still here. I have not forgotten you. I have not forsaken you. I've got you. I've got you covered up. You're concealed in my love, and you're going to be all right. Be secured in God's protection because God is around you. Friends may leave you. 
You may have fights in your life, but God said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. God will make it okay in your life. God knows when you had enough. He knows just exactly what you can handle. And He comes by your way when you're about ready to break down. God knows you. Quickly, I want to just say, when you're waiting on the Lord, be sacrificing to God in praises. Verse 6. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies, my enemies, around about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifice of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. I have found in the Bible that nowhere ever says that you had to ask God, was it okay for you to worship? Nowhere in the Bible says you've got to come before God and ask God, can I worship you tonight? You don't have to come in tonight and go to the altars. Lord, would it be all right if I worship you tonight? Can I tell you this? It's God's will that you worship Him. So you ain't got to ask, Lord, can I worship? Just go ahead and worship God. But you know, laying there watching someone, your loved ones laying on that deathbed, it's hard to worship God. It's hard to praise God. Maybe you just got a, a doctor's notice saying it don't look good for you. You don't run out the door praising God. You run out the door with your head hang down. It's hard to worship God in those times. It's hard. Sometimes life will send us in hard times. Yet I, I've seen some saints of God and I know what they're going through. I know what they'll be battling. They come in, they sit down, and a song will be start singing that victory in Jesus uh, or the sweet hour of prayer will be sung. And all of a sudden they stand up and they raise their hands and they start praising God. And I know what they're going through, but yet they're able to stand in the midst of all that trouble, in the midst of all that burden, and stand and praise God. God says even in the midst of those darkest hours of your life, that's when you should stand and just praise God. God and give him the glory but I want to tell you tonight as a child of God we can worship him in the midst of troubles and it seems like we've seems like this year has been full of them seems like it comes one after the other and sometimes that, that drags us down and we forget about God when we're going through those things in life that comes and they know they're coming you know they're coming but it seems like it drags us down to worshiping God. But God says, let me just say this. Even in those times, that's when you should praise God and worship God. He said, if you do that, I will be there and I will be your comfort in that time. David said, and now shall, and now shall. David is rejoicing at victory that he has not even gotten yet. David knew he was the circumstances around him. And from his viewpoint... It did not look good. I'm telling you, from my viewpoint, a lot of times, it just does not look good. And if we're looking at it from the world's standpoint, and the churches everywhere are closed, and we came by churches all around here, and none of them are open, all of them are shut down. They're not moving forward. There's no vision anymore. And from the world's standpoint, we're crazy. 
to come here to worship God. The world says you're not changing anything. You're crazy. Well, I'm just going to tell you, we're trying to grow a church. Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. To the world's standpoint, they say things that look bad. In David's circumstances, when he looked around, he saw his circumstances. He says, it doesn't look good for me. But I got this spiritual thought in my mind. I looked at it when David was going through what he was going through. I believe David got a hold of this in his mind. And he just seen himself crawling up to the heaven's gate. And he goes through the gates of heaven. And he sits down in his father's lap on the throne there. And then he looks down and he says, you know what? From this viewpoint it don't look that bad maybe we ought to just start getting a viewpoint from God's side instead of our side start looking at God what God says hey I've got this you may go through trouble you may go through heartaches but I've still got it and whatever you're going through you may not understand what are you going through but God knows what you're going through when you're going through hell through an acre at a time, God says, I'll put you in that cliff of that rock and I'll hide you and I'll bring peace to your life. I'll bring peace to your circumstances. You still won't have to go through them. You still like to face them. But with me, you can face them a whole lot better off. I, I don't know what you may be facing tonight. You've heard some prayer requests of what's going on in this world, what's going on in people's lives. I'm just telling you, even in the midst of what's going on, we still can praise God. We can still praise God. We ought to just stand sometimes and just give Him the praise, give Him the glory, say, thank you, Lord, for what you've done. I praise God. I, 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 I'm I was telling uh, uh, my brother yesterday at the funeral home, I said, 21 years ago in November, Thanksgiving, we buried Daddy. 21 years later in Christmas, we buried my mama. I said, I still praise God. I'm going to praise God. I'm giving God the glory for everything that's happened in my life. And I know that God's got it. I might not see the point of it. I, it might not look good in, from my viewpoint. But I believe God's got it all in His hands. And I believe that's what we ought to do. Just praise God tonight. Amen. Anybody got anything?